by making up for lost time. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to Yesterday Today, the show that brings you the best of yesterday's radio today. I'm Jake Westbrook, and alongside me is my co-host and brother, McLean Westbrook. McLean? My name is McLean. McLean. I know that. I'm just giving your name a little poetic license in honor of St. Patrick's Day. Irish it up a bit, you know, McLean. Just remove the uh, the A there so it's MC with an apostrophe. It's our St. Patrick's Day episode, that's why. Hmm. I was going to say, isn't it just a little odd to be having our St. Patrick's Day episode a week before the holiday? Yeah, look, today's the 11th, St. Patty's Day is the 17th, our next episode would be on the 18th, so, I mean, it's closer to the actual day, but nobody wants to listen to a holiday episode after the holiday's over, so... I suppose that makes sense. Oh, but before we can get started, it seems like we have an interruption. Who could that be? Well, Sidney Mondo and the producer all work here, so they don't knock. Maisie usually knocks, so it's either her, or... Howdy, folks! Linny. Ah, Linny. Old gooseberries. Where you been keeping yourself? Oh, I get around. Never staying in one place too long. What's the matter? Is the law after you? No, I can't pay for parking. I literally can't stay in one place too long. But that's not why I'm here. I'm here to offer you the deal of a lifetime. Oh, well, the deal of this month, at least. No, Lenny, no, no. Right now, I really don't want to get involved in one of your schemes. Anyway, back to our St. Patrick's Day episode of Yesterday Today. What if I told you this scheme was related to St. Patrick's Day? Well, if it's related to the theme of the week, then, uh, yeah, go ahead, scheme away. Perfect! Now, are either of you aware that St. Patrick's Day is just a week away? We literally just told you we're doing a themed episode about it, so yes. Sorry, that's my opener I use on everyone with this scheme. Anyway, you know how everyone claims to be Irish on St. Patrick's Day? Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the fun of the holiday. Everybody's Irish for a day. I mean, McLean and I, we actually have some some Irish heritage going going way back, you know, but uh, everybody pretends to be Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Sure, sure. But what if you could prove you're Irish? You'd stand out from all the phonies that claim to be from the Erie Isle. Yeah, that's emerald. No, my suit is more of a pistachio color, not emerald. Anyway, I'm offering, for a limited time, the right to prove your Irish ancestry. Just where is this going, exactly? I have here in my briefcase... Completely authentic replica family trees that will tie your ancestral roots all the way back to dear old Ireland. Lenny... Now, with our basic plan, you can get a family tree that just goes back to when your fake ancestors immigrated to America from Ireland in the 1800s. But for the premium plan, you can have a family that survived the Great Potato Famine. I can't quite put it into words, but this seems incredibly offensive. I tried reading up on Irish monarchy, but I got kind of confused. So I can't promise it's 100% historically accurate, but you can also spring for our royalty plan. You could claim to be descended from Irish kings and queens that I made up. You did it. Now, I don't think even you can top this one. This is undoubtedly your worst scam yet. I, yeah. What scam? Just what do you mean? I've had plenty of scams that were worse than this one. Lenny, no one takes St. Patrick's Day seriously. I, I, pretending to be Irish is part of the fun of the holiday. No one's going to be dumb enough to pay for a fake family tree so they could try to convince people they're Irish for one day. Top of the morning.
morning, ladies. <laughs> Sydney O. Snorthop at your service. <laughs> I bet you guys didn't know I was a direct descendant of Irish royalty. Sure and be good. I got the family tree right here to prove it. Sydney, don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about this. Right after we start the show. First up, some, some thematically appropriate music. You mean to banish any snakes from the studio? I'll be marching along in the big parade on St. Patrick's Day. I'll be up to me neck in shamrocks as I march along the way. I'll swing that old shillelagh as I wave to each colleen. I'll tilt me ear the better to hear the wearing of the green. Oh, the Kelly's from Killarney, the Murphy's from Kildare. The Hallahans and Callahans who came from County Clare. There'll be folks from dear old Dublin all the way to County Cork. They'll be marching in the big parade right here in old New York. Oh, the mayor will be in the big parade, strutting high and grand. And behind him will march a thousand cops who come from Ireland. Those beautiful songs of Erin, the band will play them all. We'll march along, we'll sing in the song, the harp will tear us all. Those sons and daughters of Erin, a hundred thousand strong, will be singing the songs of Ireland as they march along. Their eyes will shine with laughter, their hearts will all be gay, when the Irish all turn out to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. We'll be marching along in the big parade on St. Patrick's Day. Not for all of the tea in Dublin would I ever stay away. I'll trip the light fantastic and how proud I'm gonna feel. The band will play Go Witch It Go Way, a good old Irish reel. There'll be Cooney, Mulrooney, and Mickey O'Dowd Cutting up capers and pleasing the crowd Hogan and Grogan will kick up their heels Singing and dancing the jigs and the reels The Connells, O'Donnells, and Larry O'Toole Maloney, Mahoney, and Lefty O'Doole Nibble a man as happy as they on St. Patrick's Day I'll be marching along in the big parade, twinkle in me eye. We'll be proud as a thousand peacocks with our heads up in the sky. I'll be there, you can bet you, when the band begins to play. And the Irish all turn out to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. In Glockamora There's that little brook Still leaping there Does it still run down To Donny Cove Through Killy Bay Kilkerry and Kildare How are things In Glockamora There's that willow tree Still Weeping there Does that lassie With the twinkling eye Come smiling by And does she walk away Sad and dreamy there Not to see me there So I ask each weeping willow And each brook along the way and each last that comes a sighing to relay Are things in Glockamora this fine day? 
things in Glockamora Is that little brook still leaping there? Does it still run down to Donnie Cove Through Killy Bays, Kilkerry and Kildare How things in Glockamora is that willow tree still weeping there? Does that lassie with a twinkling eye come smiling by? And does she walk away, sad and dreamy there, not to see me there? So I ask each weeping willow. And each brook along the way And each lass that comes a sighing to relay How are things in Glockamora this fine day? He was a peaceful man, if you know what I mean The cops picked up the pieces after Clancy left the scene He never looked for trouble, that's a fact you can assume But nevertheless, when trouble would press, Clancy lowered the boom Oh, that Clancy, oh, that Clancy Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy lowered the boom Boom, 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 boom. Oh, dear, he was a fighting man, they all knew he was tough he strutted round the neighborhood to shootin' off his guff. He picked a fight with Clancy, then and there he sealed his doom. Before you could shout, oh, Larry, look out! Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, that Clancy! Oh, that Clancy! Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy lowered the boom. Boom, 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 boom. Now Clancy left the barber shop with tonic on his hair. He walked into the pool room and he met O'Reilly there. O'Reilly said, for goodness sakes, now do I smell perfume? Before you could stack your cue in the rack, Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, that Clancy, oh, that Clancy. Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy lowered the boom. Mulrooney walked into the bar and ordered up a round. He left his drink to telephone and Clancy drank it down. Mulrooney said, who drunk me drink? I lay him in his tomb. Before you could pat the top of your hat, Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, that Clancy. Oh, that Clancy. Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, Houlihan delivered ice to Mrs. Clancy's flat. He'd always linger for a while to talk of this and that. One day he kissed her just as Clancy walked into the room. Before you could say the time of the day, Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, that Clancy. Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy lowered the boom, 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 bo
quick as a wink before you could think Clancy Lord the Boom. Oh, that Clancy. Oh, that Clancy. Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy Lord the Boom. Oh, that Clancy. Oh, that Clancy. Whenever they got his Irish up, Clancy Lord the Boom. Sure, it was the most beautiful sight you ever did see when Clancy lowered the boom. Oh, my name is McNamara. I'm the leader of the band. Although we're few in numbers, we're the finest in the land. We play at wakes and weddings and at every fancy ball. And when we play to funerals, we play the march from Saul. Oh, the drums go bang and the cymbals clang and the horns they blaze away. McCarthy pumps the old bassoon while I the pipes do play. And Hennessy, Tennessee toodles of food and the music is something grand. A credit to old Ireland is McNamara's band. Right now we are rehearsing for a very swell affair. The annual celebration, all the gentry will be there. When General Grant to Ireland came, he took me by the hand. Says he, I never saw the lights of McNamara's band. Oh, the drums go bang and the cymbals clang and the horns they blaze away. McCarthy pumps the old bassoon while I the pipes to play. And Hennessy, Tennessee toodles of food and the music is something grand. A credit to old Ireland is McNamara's band. My name is Uncle Julius and from Sweden I did come To play with McNamara's band and beat the big bass drum And when I march along the street the ladies think I'm grand They shout as Uncle Julius playing and with an Irish band Oh, I wear a bunch of shamrocks and a uniform of green And I'm the funniest looking Swede that you have ever seen There are O'Briens and Ryans and Sheans and Means they come from Ireland But by Yemeni I'm the only Swede in McNamara's band All the the drums go bang and the cymbals clang and the horns they blaze away. McCarthy pumps the old bassoon while I the pipes to play. And Hennessy, Tennessee toodles the flute and the music is something grand. A credit to all Ireland is McNamara's band. Finnegan lived in Walken Street, a gentleman Irish mighty odd. He had a tongue both rich and sweet, and a rise in the world he carried a hod. Tim had a sort of a tippling way, with a love of the liquor he was born. To help him on with his work each day, he'd a drop with the crater every morn. Back for the dawn, now dance to your partner, well, the floor you totter shake. Wasn't it the truth I told you, lots of fun at Finnegan's wake. 
One morning Tim was rather full His head felt heavy which made him shake He fell from the lather and he broke his skull So they carried him home his corpse to wake They rolled him up in an ice clean sheet And laid him out upon the bed With a gallon of whiskey at his feet And a battle of porter at his head Whack was it on the bench to your partner Well, the floor you try shake Wasn't it the truth I told you Lots of fun and Finnegan's weight His friends assembled at the wake And Mrs. Finnegan called for lunch First they brought in tea and cake Then pipes, tobacco and whiskey punch Biddy O'Brien began to cry Such an eight clean carp did you ever see Ah, Tim Vournian, why did you die? Ah, hold your gabs at Paddy McGee Whack to the down the dance to your partner Well, the floor your trotters shake Wasn't it the truth I told you Lots of fun that Finnegan's weight Then Biddy O'Connor took up the jaw Biddy says she, you're wrong, I'm sure Biddy gave her a belt in the jaw And left her sprawling on the floor Then the war did soon enrage Twas woman to woman and man to man Shillelagh law was all the rage And a row and a ruction soon began Whack was it on the bench to your partner Well, the floor you trotters shake Wasn't it the truth I told you Lots of fun that Finnegan's wake Then Mickey Maloney raised his head When an organ of whiskey flew at him It missed and fallen on the bed The liquor scattered over Tim Tim, he revives, see how he rises Timothy rising from the bed Says, were your liquor round like blazes Poneman, yowl, do you think I'm dead? Whack to the down the bench to your partner Well, the floor your trotters shake Wasn't it the truth I told you Lots of fun at Finnegan's Play Now, have you heard the drastic tale of Monaghan? Monaghan well, his county can be proud of him as any county can. He can. Brave and strong of limb was he, Irish to the bone. For he sang an Irish tenor, but he fought like a baritone. Yes, he fought like a baritone. His mother was waiting for father one night when whoosh they heard a terrible fight. In faith of Begora, the clan of O'Hara had worked his poor father up into a lather, and there was a lad at the age of two, saved his father from that old crew. Don't ask me how, I'm telling you, what did Monaghan do? What did he do? What did he do? What did he do? What did he do? Uh, what did he do? Yes, what did he do? Uh, you mean Monaghan. What did Monaghan do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a decent question. Deserves a decent, courteous answer. I'd be glad to tell you now. Well, he jumped in the lake. He doubled his fist. He ruffled beside the kite. Well, he waltzed around in the sand beside him. He looked him straight in the eye. Well, he never beside him. He caught him beside him. He heard him sort of a tail. Well, he never sort of a tight right in the face. What did he say? Uh, right in the face. Oh! As a he up, he grew, went up to twenty-two. T-2. He didn't brawl at all, nor would he drink or chew. Or chew. It's too tight. True, he, he was to my right up to the last. Oh, of a summer, which he blooming well left alone. But oh, the fates played a terrible prank When Molly, she fell in the whiskey tank Ho, ho, laughed Monaghan, Faith, what a joke No, cried Molly, I can't swim a stroke Yes, yes, she was sinking and him never drinking Was faced with a puzzle If he could guzzle enough of the stuff She'd be saved, no doubt How did he figure it out? Figure it out, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out 
You mean when Mar 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 Marley fell in the whiskey tank? Well, I'll be glad to tell you exactly what happened, how he saved her from a fate worse than death. Well, he dived in the lake and he started to swim, and my Molly was there at the time. And he's swimming a stroke and it's effortless of a sudden, and he's coming through the rye. Well, he go for a sight and he tapped his head, and he'd open a castle of sail. Well, I'm out! And that's how we figured it out. And that's the drastic history, completely true, of Monaghan, the first Irish That's a darling voice you have there. Oh, thank you, my lad. Fifty years ago, my father left O'Leary and Shore. He landed his shillelagh in hand and divil a penny more. He got a job and then a wife and then a family. But ups he dies and left his old shillelagh stick to me. Sure it's the same old shillelagh my father brought from Ireland. And divil a man was rather than he as he walked with it in his hand. He used to take it to bed with him, he'd never part with it. And divil a bit, we'd laugh at it, for dad would have a fit. Sure with the same old shillelagh my father could lick a dozen men. As fast as they got up, he got it, he'd knock them down again. And many's the time he used it on me, for I make me understand. It's the same old shillelagh me files the rock from Ireland. I'm going on the police force, it's the only thing to do. Instead of having one night stick, big goody, I'll have two. If there's a fight, I'll do all right, no one will bother me. I'll have the old shillelagh stick me father left to me. Sure it's the same old shillelagh me father brought from Ireland. And devil the man was proud and easy, what was it in his hand? He used to take it to bed with him, he'd never part with it. And devil a bit, we laugh at it, for dad would have a bit. Sure was the same old shillelagh me father could lick a dozen men. As fast as they could up, we got it, he'd knock them down again. And many's the time he used it on me, for to make me understand. It's the same old shillelagh me found the rock from Ireland. Ginny Dugan gave a party, sure it ended in a brawl. Poor Callahan was in a chair when they threw it through the wall. Muldoon cried out, "Tis very plain that peace will have to be, or else I'll use the stick me dear old father used to be." Sure it's the same old shillelagh me father brought from Ireland. And Dibble the man was proud of the knees he walked with it in his hand. He used to take it to bed with him, he'd never part with it. And Dibble a bit, we'd laugh at it, so that would have a bit. Sure with the same old shillelagh me father could lick a dozen men. As fast as they could up, he got it, he'd knock them down again. And many's the time he used it on me for to make me understand. It's the same old shillelagh me father brought from my Welcome back to Yesterday Today in the middle of our St. Patrick's Day episode, but it appears that behind the scenes our janitor, Sidney, has gotten himself roped into another one of Linny's scams. I don't know if I like the word scam in this Sutton situation. It's a perfectly legitimate business, selling people fake family trees to prove they're Irish on St. Patrick's Day. It's like uh, those New Year's Eve glasses shaped like the year. Those started being a scam once the year stopped having two zeros in them. 
Lenny, you're selling a fake family tree. Doesn't that seem a little, like, lying? I think there's room for interpretation. You know, it's times like these that I wonder what my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather Lucky O'Snorthoff would have said. You named Sydney's fake Irish ancestor after the Lucky Charms mascot? Hey, you try coming up with old Irish names. Fake ancestor? Why, that kind of talks a lot of the kids you built in the gob with me old shillelagh. What, what are you doing getting involved in one of these half-baked ideas anyway? Ugh. Well, you know, my recent engagement to my dear Maisie. Her dad has some Irish ancestry, and I figured this would be a good way to, uh, bond with him. <laughs> my last attempt left him wanting to kill me, so, you know. I hate to burst your bubble, but I don't think the producer cares too much about his or your ancestry. I've only heard him refer to any of his relatives as that old so-and-so. I don't think he takes that much pride in his familial relations. Well, other than Maisie. Well, probably true. But after a bit, I started getting real into this whole St. Patrick's Day thing. I, I bought a kilt and everything. Sydney, that's Scottish. Oh. Well, well, I started making some corned beef and cabbage. I told you not to cook in the building. No, oh, don't be ridiculous. I'm not cooking. St. Patty's Day is still a week away. I'm just curing the meat in a salt brine right now. You're curing the meat yourself. Yeah, I left the whole concoction in the fridge in the in the other room there. Oh, hey, so we don't know which one of you left that salty punch in, in the fridge, but uh, did not taste good. Tasted pretty bad. That was probably some of the worst punch Mia's has ever had. So anyway, me dumped it out. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Ooh, that sounds like you're a salt brine, Sydney. My goodness! My goodness! <laughs> oh, no! Come on, no! Didn't taste very good anyway. Me don't know why he's so upset. It's it's okay, Mondo. It's just a little corned beef drama. Uh, let's get to the second half of our program. We have an episode of the Bing Crosby Show. Uh, I'm not actually sure if Bing Crosby was Irish or not, but <laughs> he certainly uh, pretended to be, uh, if not, on, on many an occasion. So here's an episode of his show. Say, uh, Ken. Uh, yes, Bing? What's cooking tonight? Hi, this is our St. Patrick's Day program. Big it is. And, uh, incidentally, you're on. Oh, where the blue of the night the green of today, a shamrock waits for me. This is Ken Carpenter, welcoming you to Philco Radio Time, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guest, Margaret O'Brien. And now we bring you Kate Harrigan's greenest groaner, Bing Crosby. Hey, thanks. How did you... How'd you know that my mother's maiden name was Harrigan? Well, I checked with your brother Everett. Oh, that's right. He's the family historian, uh -huh. isn't he? He's also in charge of the piggy bank. Yeah. Patty's pig, that is. Now, Ken, before we lose this Hibernian mood, the rhythm airs, John Scott and myself would like to do a song made immortal by Whisperin' Pat Harrington. Eddie John, get old Donegal. Three years ago this very day I left the port of Cork And on a ship from old Aaron's Isle I landed in New York 
without a friend to meet me there and a stranger on the shore. But I wore an honest Irish heart and fortune came galore. So here I am back again on dear old Aaron's Isle. And the friends, they meet me on the quay and they greet me with a smile. For there's faces there that I surely forgot for I was so long away. But me mother, she introduces all and this is what she says. Shake hands with your uncle Mike, me boy. Shake hands with your sister Kate. Well, Kitty, me Sharon, this is the girl you used to swing down on the garden gate. Oh, oh. Shake hands with all the neighbors Come and kiss the cuttings all. It's the part I You're like. You're welcome as the flowers in May to dear O'Donegal. They gave a party when I came back And they came from near and far And the road was lined for near a mile With Irish jumping cars And the whiskey flowed like buttermilk To fill our hearts with joy And the piper played an Irish reel To greet the Yankee boy So tomorrow out to church I'll go And the wedded I will be to my pretty little Colleen, sweet Biddy McGee. For Biddy was true and faithful to her Barney or the sea. And will join the harp and shamrocks to the stars of liberty. Second Brannigan, Flanagan, Milligan, Gilligan, Duffy, McGuffy, Malaki, Mahone, Rafferty, Lafferty, Donnelly, Connolly, Dooley, O'Hooley, Muldowney, Mullaw. Kelowna, oh, Kelowna. How did he get in there? Politics, eh? Shanahan, Manahan, Fogarty, Hogarty, Kelly, O'Skilly, McGinnis, McGinn. Then I'll shake the hand of me, Uncle Mike, and the hand of me, Sister Kate. And I'll hug and I'll squeeze as much as I please the girl on the garden gate. Then I'll invite all the neighbors to my wedding, great and small. And I'll live content and pay no rent in being a rhythm airs. That was really straight from the old side. You sure can rattle off those Irish names, Ben. Oh, there's a lot of them. Ken, Harmons, Hogan's, O'Dooley's. I could go on forever. The O'Toole's, the O'Reilly's, the O'Melvenies. Yeah. Say, Bing, I've often wondered, are there any O'Philco's in Ireland? When did you often wonder that? Uh, just now. Well, I don't know of any O'Philco family there. Why don't you call Pat O'Brien check with him? He'll know. Oh, really? No, O'Brien. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, anyhow, Bing, they got to have radio programs in Ireland, don't they? Oh, sure. What kind do they have? Oh, about the same as we have here. Yeah. They got Phil Fogarty and his all Colleen Orchestra. Oh, fine. They got a program called Truth or the Back of Me Hand to You. <laughs> and one called People Are Funny, but watch out who you laugh at. Yes. <laughs> and there's Amos and Seamus. Oh, I like that. <laughs> John's other jug. <laughs> and the rise of the Goldbergs. Big over there. Well, those sound like great shows, Bing. And whether there's no Philco family in Ireland or not, I'm sure lots of folks there listen to Philco radios. Certainly. The green jobs with the shamrock push buttons and the clay pipe tubes. And in Ireland, like everywhere else, no matter what you're listening to, all programs sound better on Philco's. You're so right. Let's have it, Ken, and make it short. Oh, don't worry. <coughs> I'm not long for this commercial. <laughs> New listeners will be for snapping up Philco's sensational new plastic portable. One fast look at a listen, and you're in business with the slickest, smartest portable radio you ever flipped a switch on. Lightweight plastic case in your choice of four colors, every one an eye catcher. 
So's the price, Philco quality all the way through at a sensationally low cost. Breeze on into your Philco dealer now and catch the performance of this new portable champion from Philco, the leader. Gloria Wood forsakes the rhythm airs at this point to join me in Jack Brooks's new tune, Saturday Day. So just the way she sang it on record with Harry Babbitt for Kay Kaiser. Hello, honey. Do you look swell? How you been? Oh, wonderful. Oh, but don't just stand there. Come on in. Oh, but haven't we got places to go? A lot of things to do? Mm-hmm. But I'd like to stay at home. Well, if it's all the same to you. Well, okay. I got a Saturday date With my everyday sweetheart And we plan to spend a wonderful evening at home We'll be dining in the kitchen Dancing in the parlor Talking when the lights are low Or just plain sitting Listening to the radio my Saturday date with my everyday sweetheart. As long as we're alone, we're all right. We're a couple of stay-at-homes on Saturday night. Honey, let's sit over here where the lights are low. You mean just you mm-hmm. and I yeah. and the radio? Are you happy? Happy. Love me? Hmm, guess. You comfy? I'm cozy. Shall we dance? Oh, yes. A Saturday day with my everyday sweetheart. Long as we're alone, we're all right. It's a pleasure to be alone in a world that we call our own. Shall we do this again? Well, now you tell me when. On our Saturday days? I can hardly wait Cause we're a couple of stay-at-homes on Saturday night By way of presenting a young lady whose name has been in my special date book for a long time Let me say that here's the perfect example of what happens when you mix sugar and spice and everything nice. The very charming and talented Metro Golden Mayor star, Miss Margaret O'Brien. <laughs> Margaret, it's really nice to see you again. And may I take this opportunity to wish you a very joyous St. Patrick's Day? Sure now, and I thank ye, Mr. Crosby. And tis the very same thing I'm wishing to you. Well, bless my glockamora. <laughs> Barry Fitzgerald in a, in a hair ribbon. Here we got you. <laughs> Sure, it is a grand and glorious day that they've set aside in honor of St. Pat. Uh, sure, and it is that, Maggie Miguel. And let me add that I've never seen you looking more beautiful. 
Your eyes, they glimmer like the Irish sun dancing across the waters of the River Shannon. And your cheeks of the tender coloring of the wild Irish rose. Oh, Mr. Crosby, you and your blarney, how you do go on. And please do go on. <laughs> There's no blarney, McCushla. It is from me heart. Faithin, is it now? Faithin, it is. And if I'm not telling the truth, may the leprechauns put the whammy on the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid indeed. Well, Mr. Crosby, as long as you said so many nice things about me, may I offer you a little blarney? That you may. Sure, and your voice is like an Irish thrush pouring out its heart, oh. and your eyes are as blue as the skies over the lakes of Killarney, oh. and those clothes you're wearing. Yes. Finian's rainbow. <laughs> Margaret, we better cut this out or we'll have Ajax Cassidy moving in here from Allen's Alley. I guess you're right, Mr. Crosby. I'm sure happy to see you tonight because I want to thank you for something, Margaret. What's that? Well, I must say that during the past year, you've had a remarkable influence on my youngest son, Linny. He's so charming. And you know, Linny was almost voted the most popular boy in our class. Well, who ran first? Leslie Peterson. Leslie Peterson? He gave us all the measles. Oh. <laughs> Everybody went home. I remember that vacation you all had. Tell me, Margaret, uh, how's Lenny doing in school there? All right, I guess. Don't you see his report card? Report card? He gave me to understand that they don't have report cards at your school. Oh, uh, well, maybe they just give report cards to the girls at our school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but really, Mr. Crosby, we're both very good in everything. But history. History? Why should history give you trouble? Why, when I was your age, I could name all of the presidents in order. Yes, but there weren't nearly so many of them to remember then. <laughs> You're right. The last president I had to remember was a Republican, I think. <laughs> I've been reading your column in the Family Circle magazine. Pretty good stuff. With your pictures and your schoolwork and everything, I don't see how you find time to write a column. Well, I visit different places, and I read the newspapers, and I listen to the radio. Do you ever listen to my program? Oh, yes, Mr. Crosby. Every day, all day long. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> but my favorite program next to you is Super Neutron, the man with the atomic lungs. Atomic lungs? Is that standard equipment? Oh, yes. He just breathes on criminals, and they explode. If boy ever catches cold, he's in big trouble. Oh, Super Neutron never catches cold. He eats Stratosphere Crunchies, the breakfast food that's out of this world. Got to be... Got, do they snap, crackle, and pop? No, they just go... <laughs> Sounds pretty dangerous. Do you eat them? Certainly. I have to so I can save the box tops. Ah, yes, the box tops. What do you do with them? When I get ten of them, I send them to Super Neutron, and he sends me the secret invisible code message. For ten box tops? Yes, and then I save ten more, and Super Neutron sends me the chemical formula to make the secret code message visible. This is pretty fascinating stuff, isn't it? <laughs> what happens then? Then I send in ten more box tops, and Super Neutron sends me the code book so I can read the secret code. Oh, and what does it say? It says... This little girl has sent in 30 box tops. Oh, Look what I've missed being an old oatmeal man. Not only that, 
Mr. Crosby. The super neutron stories are very interesting. Oh, well, they probably are, Margaret, but I don't go for these modern stories so much. What happened to the kids who enjoyed the old-fashioned fairy tales? Well, children still like fairy tales. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. I've just written a fairy tale for our class play, and I play the part of Cinderella. Oh, Maggie, you'd be devastating as Cinderella. Who's going to be Prince Charming? The most charming man I know. Well, you got the script with you? Here, this is your copy. Thank you. I marked your part with red Crayola. Say, it's a clever title. Cinderella goes to town. This is a modern version. I wonder if Mr. Carpenter will play the narrator. Well, I'd be honored, Margaret. Shall we begin? But first, we must have someone to play Cinderella's two mean sisters. Well, I've got the, the people, all right. John Scott Trotter. He's not mean, but he's two people, all right. <laughs> Saving him for Cinderella's carriage. <laughs> we get another carriage somewhere. Then I guess we're all ready to begin, Mr. Cotton. All right, Margaret. Ladies and gentlemen, Cinderella goes to town. Once upon a time, in 1948, there was a mean and haughty woman who had three daughters. Metro, Goldwyn, and Cinderella. I'm from Paramount, you know. Please, Mr. Crosby, don't spoil the mood. I'm sorry. Continue, Cobb. The two sisters were very mean to Cinderella. All day long, they would sit around eating Hershey bars and popsicles. And poor Cinderella was forced to stay out on the service porch with a Maytag washer and wash May's tags. modern drudgery. <laughs> As the scene opens, Cinderella's two sisters are getting dressed for the big ball that Prince Mike Romanoff Charming is giving that night. At his restaurant. Prince Mike Charming is giving a fancy dress ball to which he's invited all the grand and important people of Hollywood, such as agents. <laughs> Cinderella's two mean sisters have been invited too, but not poor sweet Cinderella. The first mean sister speaks. Oh, mean sister... The second mean sister speaks. Yes, mean sister. <laughs> what are you going to wear to the ball tonight? Oh, I think I'll wear my pink velvet with the wasp waist. I'd like to see either one of you get into it. <laughs> Say, other mean sister, where's that wretched Cinderella? I'll call her. Cinderella? Yes, mean sisters. What do you want? Here, take this stick out and have it re-popsickled. <laughs> I haven't been invited to the ball. Who would invite you to the ball? Now go and do your work. Yes, mean sisters. And so the two mean sisters got all dressed up and went to the ball and left poor Cinderella home in tears. Oh, poor me. Here I am left all alone to sit in the chimney corners among the cinders. I guess I'll tune into Bob Hope's program and have a good cry. <laughs> Don't cry, Cinderella. Dry your little tears. Oh, are, are you my fairy godfather? No, my child. I am Super Neutron, the man with the atomic lungs. Sounds like a fresh pack of Raleigh's. <laughs> oh, Super Neutron. I'm here to help you, my child. I have come to see that you attend Prince Charming's court ball. 
But I have no silver dress trimmed with precious jewels. I will tap you with my atomic wand. Here, my child. Now look at yourself in this mirror. Oh, I'm ravishingly beautiful. I have a new gown by Orly Kelly, makeup by Wally Westmore, and hairstyling by Tony Cold Wade. <laughs> yes, Cinderella, and look at your dainty little feet. Oh, how lovely. Beautiful glass slippers with high heels. Now you must have a royal carriage. I will tap this pumpkin with my wand. Cadillac convertible drawn by Madman Munts. Now you may leave for the ball, Cinderella, but remember, you must not stay a minute after the clock strikes 12, because your Cadillac will again become a pumpkin. Madman Munts will turn into Honest John. <laughs> and your clothes will become the ugly, dirty rags of the girl who sat among the cinders. I'll remember the clock. And thank you, thank you, thank you a million trillion times for all these lovely gifts. Oh, this stuff is nothing. You ought to guess who Miss Hush is sometime. <laughs> Goodbye, Cinderella. Goodbye, Super Neutron. And now I'm off to the ball. This is the most wonderful party in all the world. My dear, may I say that you are the most beautiful princess I have ever seen. Oh, thank you, Prince Charming. You're beautiful, too. For many years, I've waited for a lovely princess like you to come along. Oh, Prince Charming, you are so charming. Darling, tell me that you will marry me and be my wife. Oh, no, no, the clock strikes 12. I must leave. But my darling, she's running away. But she threw a shoe. <laughs> Woe is me. My princess has fled and I have not but this tiny glass slipper to remember her by. I have searched all over my vast kingdom, but I cannot find the lovely girl whose foot fits into the slipper. I am in the depths of despair. I will kill myself with this dagger. Hold everything. <laughs> Why, it's Super Neutron. Yes, stay thy hand, Prince Charming. I know where you can find the beautiful girl to whom that slipper belongs. Where, Super Neutron? Where does she live? 118 Elm Street. I will fly there immediately on one of my fastest horses. You'll never make it. <laughs> I must tap something. Let me tap that slipper. It's my princess, and she's in the slipper. My Prince Charming. Oh, my darling, now that I've found you, I shall never let you out of my arms again. Come, we will be married at once. Oh, I'm so thrilled. Let us go and live happily ever after. My 
Well, it was delightful, and thank you. Now, if you'll just stand close by here, I'd like to sing you a fine old Irish tune, just for you. So glad you did, my princess. Oh, do you know what? Huh? We forgot to thank Mr. Carpenter for his wonderful acting as Super Neutron, the man with the atomic lungs. Oh, Margaret, you shouldn't have mentioned Carpenter's lungs here. Why not? He'll just take a deep breath and let go of the commercial. <laughs> well, why not, Bing? We got plenty to blow about. Brand new Philco models arriving at your dealer every day. Gorgeous Philco radio phonographs with everything for easy listening. Plus, plenty of record storage space as a dividend. Eye-catching new plastic portables, powerhouse performers at a sensationally low price for Philco quality. And now, an atomic bombshell for you record fans. 
Philco's new automatic way to play records in a stunning streamlined table radio phonograph that's a regular ring-dang-do, a ball of fire on radio or records, a fashion flash in fine cabinet design. See it, hear it, get it at your Philco dealer. You'll blow your top two over the sensational new Philco 1401, the radio phonograph with the easiest way to play records ever invented. From the world's largest radio manufacturer, Philco, the leader. You blew all right. <laughs> Dust yourself off, folks. <laughs> If you ever go across the sea to Ireland Then maybe at the closing of your day You will sit and watch the moon rise over Clada And watch the barefoot gossoons at their play just to hear again the ripple of the trout stream The women in the meadows making hay And to sit beside a turf fire in the cabin And see the sun go down on Galway The breeze is blowing o'er the seas from Ireland Are perfumed by the heather as they blow And the women in the upland digging praties Speak a language that the strangers do not know the strangers came and tried to teach us their ways They scorned us just for being what we are But they might as well go chasing after moonbeams Or light a penny candle from a star and if there's going to be a life hereafter And somehow I'm sure there's going to be I will ask my God to let me make my heaven In that dear land Across the Irish Sea. And now, before heading home for a late snack of corned beef and cabbage, I want to thank Princess Margaret O'Brien for dropping in tonight and marrying me. And Mr. Crosby, hmm? when you go home, please be sure to explain to Mrs. Crosby that we were just play-acting. Oh, I think Dixie will understand, Margaret. I, <laughs> I want to tell you that I saw this picture that you were in, this last picture, and you did a remarkable job of acting in it. The big city? It 
was fun working with Danny Thomas, George Murphy, and Bob Preston. Oh, grand boys, every one of them. Well, Maggie, I hope I'll see you soon. Good night. Good night, Bing. Good night, folks. Thanks. Welcome back to Yesterday Today. We're wrapping up our St. Patrick's Day theme. Now, hold on. For half price, I could get you an Irish relative by marriage. Lenny, I think we're good. We don't need a fake family tree to prove we're Irish. Okay, but you should really think about it. Lenny, don't you think things might look a little funny if everybody's whipping out a fake family tree on St. Patrick's Day? All the more reason to buy yours now before the big holiday rush. No one's going to believe those things anyway. It looks like you just printed that family tree out and then filled it in with a Sharpie. It, it doesn't look legitimate at all. Well, fellas, bad news. After Mondo dumped out my salt brine for the corned beef, I went to make a new batch and I accidentally spilled it all over my totally real and authentic family tree showing my Irish heritage. I, I brought in shame and dishonor to the Osnorthoff clan. Sydney, there are no Osnorthoffs. That thing is just... Wait a minute. Look at the water damage on that family tree. The salt brine makes all the words and names barely readable. Yeah, I know. Boy, would I look silly carrying this soggy paper around with me on St. Patrick's Day. Of course, if it was dry, you'd look totally normal carrying a fake family tree around. No, no, that salt brine you spilled on the paper is just the trick. The water damage makes it look antique. Gives it that authentic look of being passed down through generations. The smell of the salt brine is from generations of real Irish corned beef and cabbage. Okay, that also seems offensive. Sydney, I'll buy the rest of that salt brine off you. I could soak the rest of my family tree documents in it and make them look like they're real McCoy. I'll make a fortune. Yeah, really? You bet. Lead me to it. Uh, why do I even bother to talk sense to people? I don't know. If you want more Yesterday Today, visit KISU.org or wherever you get your real, authentic, blarney free Irish podcasts. I'm looking over a four-leaf cover that I overlooked before. Ooh. One leaf is sunshine, the second is rain. Ooh. Third is the roses that grow in the 